0: Hello everyone, um, Dara Feely here. We're going to get to the episode in a minute, but I felt that there was something that um I would be remiss if I didn't come on and say beforehand. As all of you know, this podcast is in the very early days of its existence, and I was a bit embarrassed, to be honest, about having to maybe promote this episode, because I felt that the wonderful way that social media is being used at the minute as a platform and a voice uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement, I felt that promoting my own show on that platform would be inappropriate but also just in poor taste um but there is something i wanted to say uh just at the start of this episode and again we'll get to it in a minute but i felt that this would be important i think <clears throat> there's something about drama school in the lives of artists that's always seen as being the future of art and culture because it's breeding a whole new crop of actors, designers, directors, playwrights, uh, stage technicians, um, and I feel that we can't accurately represent life as artists if our artists don't reflect life itself, um, and if if we, as a collective, see any form of racial prejudice, whether it's conscious or not, in our artistic or everyday environment, we need to speak up, and I speak as a white artist, um, need to support our black colleagues. White privilege is something that I've always been a part of my entire life, um, It's only recently I've been kind of coming to realise how much it's been a part of my life. Um, And it has been for all of us. And I think since George Floyd's murder, I've been sort of thinking about... Um, a way I can help or a way I can, you know, say something or do something that might help change. But I've always been like, but I'm white, what can I do? But I now realize that white privilege is actually something that we can use effectively to invoke change, to be heard, to be a part of and help the Black Lives Matter movement. Any of us who want to see our world reflected accurately in our art, um, I'm not a big voice or a big influencer. I'm not anybody who I, you know, I'm not a celebrity, but I feel like if I have this platform where people will listen i would be remiss if those listeners tuned in for this episode and didn't didn't hear anything about this because it's been such a big part of our world um forever but for me i've only realized in the last week how much um how much i've missed out on in terms of educating myself of 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 being more mindful so if there's anything i could say it would just be To be kind to one another And have frank discussions Educate and enlighten yourself You know Examples of how to self-educate yourself There's a number of things you can Read or watch or listen to So um, White Fragility Why it's so hard For white people to talk about racism By Robin DiAngelo It's a book you can read Uh, The BBC have a podcast called Witness Black History Which is really uh, Informative to listen to Me and White Supremacy By Leila F. Saad um, Who also is a host of The Good Ancestor podcast the film Thirteenth on Netflix, um, and also on Netflix when they see us, um, I know why the Cage bird sings, and any and all poetry, uh, written by Maya Angelou, any word that woman's ever written, basically. Um and, everybody who knows me knows I'm a massive fan of Kendrick Lamar. Um, so any and all of his music that you can listen to, um, but in if I was to name a particular. A uh, personal favourite of mine, it would be saying about me, I'm Dying of Thirst, which is quite a long song, um, but it's worth a listen. And um, the 1619 nine, podcast is also a good one to listen to. Um, there's a rake of stuff that I could list off um but those are just a few examples of things to watch read or listen to and don't be afraid to ask because you're afraid to seem ignorant um that's definitely something i've i've encountered uh the fear of looking ignorant or the fear of looking um uninformed because to be honest i am and i haven't taken the time in recent times to educate myself and align myself with the movement but um that all changes now so yes um there's always more to learn thank you for listening um and we're going to get to the episode now but once again be kind discuss educate enlighten yourself don't be afraid to ask questions don't be afraid to speak out and yeah that's that's pretty much it hello everyone welcome to the drama graduate podcast and thank you very much for coming back hope you enjoyed the first two uh editions to the podcast series I'm very excited to have you all back on for the third episode which will be airing shortly after I shut up and stop talking Um, but yes thank you so much for coming on if you you enjoy the podcast remember head over to Apple Podcasts give us a like and a five star rating preferably and maybe write a good review if you've the extra two seconds Um, we would greatly appreciate it Um, And if you enjoy the podcast even more so, maybe give us a like and a share on our Facebook page. That also would be greatly appreciated. Um, But until then, until you decide to do that, enjoy the podcast. Enough of me now for the episode. Okay, we're going to start. I'm going to start recording right now. And, yeah, hang a second there now. Flight mode, because uh, the last thing I need is getting a phone call during this. Okay, this week on the Drama Graduate Podcast, we have...
1: Aidan murray Archie.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on, Aidan. Um, thank you for giving I'm up your time. Thanks for having me. Um, so, we're going to start this off as a very simple question. What is your journey to drama school from your very first taste of performing and everything that's in between that and your very first day walking into the Lear.
1: Okay. Um, so I I think the first time I like properly was on stage, I think everyone who has been to drama school definitely has a, a Lay Miz story or some sort of, a, oh, some sort yeah. of experience of doing... Oh, <laughs> 100%. Um, so I did a transition year production of that and I played the foreman and um, I was absolutely terrible and it. like I was so bad I remember <laughs> I had like these little Juttos really bad um little radio mics that like are massive yeah, and they hang out inside your yeah. pocket and then they, they have like this really weird <clears throat> lanky wire that goes up and wraps around your ear yeah. so I came on stage I remember the very first night I came on and I had that weird thing that Actors from actors, actors do what they slap, like <laughs> so, like their, their their limbs just kind of start. Yeah, 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 like, so yeah, yeah. Strange. So I had that, and I remember my, my, one of my rogue hands like just hit the mic, and it just flew like across the stage as soon as I went on. Um, but despite that, <laughs> <laughs> I I loved this. I really loved this, and um, I yeah I remember like I, I I remember like being that age at sixteen and and. Um, like I had, I had friends in school, and I did like the usual thing of playing sports and stuff like that. But I didn't really find anything that I I'd identified with a lot, and that like that really motivated me to um yeah to, to pursue a career in something. And I remember, like I I loved writing as a young kid, but um, and I think that was just to do with you know um being creative and like I I kind of had a bit of a mad imagination as a child. <laughs> so um uh, but I think. When, when when acting came around at sixteen, I think that really sort of that that really kind of started to fire in me a bit. Yeah. So, um, I did I anyway I did Lay Miz and then about a year later, um, when I was in fifth year, uh, the director of Lay Miz came in and he said that they were, not, not that he was doing Lay Miz, but a different production company was doing it in the Helix in Dublin and it was being directed by do you know Rachel O'Byrne? she's one of the yes
0: yeah 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 graduates. she was in the yeah. first year wasn't she? of graduates yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: so she was directing it this was the year before she, just, she was just about to start in the year so she was directing that and um, I auditioned for that and I just got in as a chorus member but it, it was great like I, I was just being surrounded by like minded people and people who love doing this this mad thing and yeah and I and then I kind of that kind of further cemented it in, into me. And then I, I actually did an audition for the the Lear um, the year I was doing my leaving search. I didn't even think about doing that. I didn't realize that like drama school was a thing. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. I, I kind of just I kind of assumed the thing of like, oh, I'll go study drama as a like a, yeah. like a theory subject with sure. English. Yeah. So I. And what
0: year? Um, what 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 year did you do your leaving search? Like, it was the Lear still in his infancy then, because.
1: So I did my internship in twenty eleven. Yeah. I'm so like, it was I'm the ages, first year like, of it, old.
0: wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did that, and then I I ended up going down to study drama and English down in Cork, which was just
0: great choice. Like, great and, yeah,
1: great choice. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Great like if I could live, like, like if I could live anywhere in the world, I think I think I'll, I'll retire in Cork. I think that's yeah, hundred percent
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, it's just great. But I I went down there and um I became like I joined Dramas. Uh, straight mm. away at the UCC um, Drama Society, and I got cast in a production of *Sucking Dublin*. Um, that was uh, um, being put on. And I remember that was my first like that was my first proper part like that I had ever had. Yeah, I, I just I just remember like that was my first. I suppose that was my first kind of real experience of kind of beginning to sort of take ownership of a role. And um...
0: was that the first play you done?
1: Yeah, very first play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, and then I that kind of. The scene kind of got really planted. Then it's like this is probably this maybe could be something that I could possibly do. But it took me forever to get to drama school. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I did three years in Cork, and then after Cork, I moved to London for a year, and then I came back and like I did another. I did I like I did like an interacting course before I, I got into there. And um, yeah, yeah. So like it was a really long journey, and it was kind of it, it was kind of uh, peppered with periods of me thinking maybe I don't want to do this, or maybe I want to kind of travel for a bit, or do something else, or kind of pursue some other creative endeavor like it was kind of a, it was a bit of a roundabout journey yeah Um but it was I suppose the idea the thought of going to the lair was so I had finished this other acting course in Dublin I um you know, at the time, I thought, like, uh, like I, I did that course, and I kind of thought, like, oh, if this is the acting world, then I don't want to be part of it. So I think this isn't what I kind of signed up for. But I mm-hmm. think that was actually less to do with the course and more to do with where my headspace was at, at the time. Sure. Um, I was really kind of humming and hawing about it, and I left that course, and I got asked to audition for this play that was being directed by Raymond Keane and mm. it was being put on it was it was written by finuit gigax called hostel 16 so it was it was about direct provision it was on in the fringe in yeah 2016 yeah so um i auditioned for that and, and I, I was looking to get cast in it and um i think i think like 65 to 70 percent of the cast were leo grads i think i think they were anyway it had like uh, Karen McCartney, Katie Holmes, Ashley O'Mara, Colin Campbell. I'm trying to think. I'm really sorry if uh, if I forget. <laughs> <laughs> they they hear this later on, um, but it was just I just loved I, I one I loved talking to them about they, they they just their approach to acting was really interesting and I also I loved the way that they they spoke on such authority about their characters and I really I really felt that they executed their work in such a way that was really appealing to me like all of them and I, and I really just. And I kinda felt I think this is something to do with their training. Yeah. So Yeah, maybe, yeah. And there's something
0: in the water there. So I I I, then I I, yeah, then I auditions and And, uh, so so that's you're obviously known about the lear and like obviously drama school had been you'd been aware of drama school before doing that play with all those Mm -hmm. Lear grads. But was that like your first taste of kind of recognizing the impact training could have and kind of like seeing firsthand for yourself what it has to offer and is that what made you take the plunge kind of a
1: Uh, absolutely yeah totally and sorry i'm backtracking a bit now because i originally had taught that thing of um as maybe some people do some people don't but i had originally been like oh if if i go to such and such drama school i will have xyz opportunities Um, yeah so and rather than rather than focusing on like this this took me the longest time to to learn because i think for the longest because like everyone who Wants to act. I, I feel like they, everyone's ambitious, and they want that, You know, they want to be successful, and they want to work. And so, I think when I was younger, like when I was in my early twenties, I kind of wanted to bypass all the hard work and just get to that point where I was being seen for stuff, and not actually have to focus on the craft of of, yeah. of actually getting down to acting. And so, when I was like when I left Cork, like when I finished, so when I was in final year in Cork, I auditioned for Rada and Lambda. And I think Bristol Old Vic as well, and Central. I I got I got like I got shortlisted for Lambda, and ended it, And then I then the fo- when I was living in London, then the following year I auditioned for drama schools and I got into Central. But I again there was that thing of like I I don't think I was ready for it, and also yeah. as well there was a financial thing with Central that I couldn't really um like it was just really really expensive <laughs> I didn't have the backing at the time. Yeah. Um, but then I but then I came home, but um. So sorry where i was going with that i was i was i i kind of didn't want to do the hard work basically is what i was saying and then when i realized when i was so when i was in yeah so when i was in hustle 16 i began to realize oh no this i actually this is a process whereby i actually need to do the work and i need to actually course, like yeah. put in the time mm. as a, it can't uh, i can't just waltz into audition rooms and the, the part isn't just going to land in my lap do you know what i mean like i, have yeah. to, I actually have to work first yeah and i remember years ago someone i was asking someone about drama schools they were kind of weighing up the options of uh, i was kind of asking should i go to drama school should i should i not and they were saying well you know if you want to go to drama school if you want to focus on the craft of acting yeah and i remember at the time not really under like i was like i kind of think i understood it on a like a theoretical level but i i was like i know but I, i'm, I'll, I'm grand. I'll be fine i'm just gonna yeah like uh waltz into auditions but um yeah yeah then i think then the, pen, the penny finally dropped then after hustle 16 i was like no i actually think i need to i need to spend some serious time just working on the, the craft as opposed to anything else
0: yeah there's something that always interests me about looking at different years in drama schools and noticing like age and age difference like um i think oh, yeah. you know there are people in my year who be just leaving school and then there's people who've Already gone and done degrees and worked professionally as actors and and come to the game later, um. Yeah. Do you think coming to drama school later benefited you? Do you think that it or do you think it didn't give you that much of a leg up that you expected it to?
1: I I mean it's it certainly served me like I mean I could not have, I wouldn't have been able to do the Lear if I was in my my early twenties I mean mm. I could I mean I might have been there but like I, I would have just been. It would have been a waste of time, I think. Yeah. Um. I think it, like, I think it definitely happened for me at the at the at the right time. Like, I'm. Am... It's funny as well because. Like I look at the younger people in my year, and I can kind of like I wish I just had my head on my shoulders the way that they are now at that age. Yeah. And but then again, but then again, that being said, I'm really grateful for the time that I had in Cork and the time that I had in London. Like I, I feel like I got like a proper college experience because I look at the younger people in my year and I'm like, oh, they're they're kind of being put through the ringer because I remember like when I was in Cork, it was, I was doing like sixteen hour weeks, and <laughs> doing <laughs> dramatic and partying yeah. and going to, just, you know, what I mean? like just. Like having the crack a lot of the time, um, yeah, and traveling as well, like doing all that stuff. So um I was kind of grateful to have that experience. Um So I personally, I think it helped me. But then, like, I also can understand though. The, I mean, the 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 wants to try to jump straight out of secondary school or wherever into into drama school.
0: Yeah, because I, I like as somebody who who whose whose journey was that going straight from secondary yeah. school to drama school. Like, you know, people in my year who were older than me who've been to college. Like, I hear them talking about. Going to college and having that college experience that you just kind of outlined, and it's yeah, like yeah. it's so bizarre because I never like my only kind of college experience is drama school, which is not a, not exactly. which is not a college experience. It's a it's, I always call it yeah. I always call it like a like a dojo or like a you know it's a, <laughs> it's like a boot camp or something. Um, yeah. Do you feel like you've missed out then, or do you like how do you feel about it? Do you feel like you want you'd want to do that or I feel do you know I I genuinely feel like I don't feel like I missed out now, but I feel like I could definitely. Envision myself a few years down the line, being like, God, I never had that sixteen-hour weeks. Yeah. But right now, I think I'm just so I'm in the throes of it, so I'm kind of like I'm exactly, and I'm embroiled in it, yeah, that, yeah. and I, and I'm, and it's my passion, and it's what I want to do. So I, it doesn't yeah, like absolutely. like I always say I'm kind of happiest when I'm working in a you know when a in a wanky sort of way, but like that kind of thing of it's the truth. It? Yeah, because I even this time now of lockdown and. Being without work of for drama school for so long, and then a, a sudden surge like I've just been throwing myself in there and getting back into it. Um, there's a thing that um one of our teachers, David Horan, says about coming to the yeah. lear. He's like, um, you think all your problems are solved when you get to the lear, but then you arrive and it's like Jesus. You kind of realize that <laughs> not everything is 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 what it seems. D- did you think that that had a particular effect on you in the first few weeks of the lear in the first months even.
1: Like I remember coming in there in the first couple of days. Oh God, everyone's so fucking young here. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's so young. I'm so old. <laughs> I was really lucky though, with in the sense that like you had Row, Ben, Nisha, who were all really young lads in <laughs> like mid late twenties. But in I know the ages vary from year to year. But um, I was lucky to have those. I didn't think, like getting in, I didn't think, okay, all my problems would be solved. Like I definitely was happy that I thought to myself, like it was such a huge risk as well because like well, I was 25 when I got in and then I was like, I'm going to be like where I am now, like 28 leaving. And I was like, is this going to be worth it? I really kind of have to weigh up the pros and cons.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I was nervous going in, but um, I think uh, like all those reservations and all those nerves that I had were quickly sort of, they kind of, they just sort of meddled out within a few weeks. Cause I kind of felt this is the place that I need to be. Yeah. I think you, like you talked about there focusing, you know, you're passionate about it and you're, you're, you're happiest when you're working. And I think that was like the truth for me. And I think I was kind of really, I was like, I, going back to what I said earlier, like just taking the time to, to, to focus on the, on the craft of it.
0: Yeah. So you, yeah. So, so that's, that's interesting. Cause I think, and I think that goes back to as well of like maybe you being a bit older you had a bit more of an insight into what you knew you needed from the training whereas I find that so much of the time being a young person in drama training it's figuring out what you need that kind of yeah. or like because cause I, I, I found anyway my first few months of first year was definitely spent having to calm down and having to wind down and sort of ease into it because I all these new concepts were coming at me and I just felt a bit like overwhelmed by it Um, interesting that you talk about kind of having that thought going in that, okay, all my problems won't be solved, um, but I, but you're in the right place for it. And there's another thing as well that I feel like is kind of linked with drama school, and I don't know if you felt it. That feeling of imposter syndrome um, that I think a few people that I've talked to um have experienced going in and kind of, you know, having that sense of, that moment of insecurity or, you know, Kind of feeling like you're just stumbling about the place, and you, you know you're not really entirely sure of what you're doing. And I I think that's like have you felt that ever? Um, <laughs> I yeah, it's funny. I
1: I feel that like I I think that that that's just gonna be there with with me forever. Like I I really feel it when um we do table work in, mm. with my ear because I I didn't realize that they like the layers essentially just fucking meant so a lot of the time because so <laughs> many um of oh my class are just so like um intelligence and i kind of sit there going like i am so so stupid these people are just talking so um uh, poetically about their characters and i can barely manage uh yes or no no answer so in in those situations i absolutely feel like an imposter i really feel like i don't belong at at those um at those times but i like i mean this is something that has come up again and again in my uh, tutorials with lachlan but um you know, he kind of gave me some great advice. He was like, just, he was like, use, the, the table work is there for you. It's not there for, like, your opportunity to, to wax directly about your character. It's there for you to ask questions. And yeah, once that he said that to me, I kind of felt, I kind of, that kind of sort of gave me, um, a sort of sense of like authority in place like i was able to kind of like i knew why i was there i was just like okay i'm just i'm just going to use this for me and i'm going to just use this to ask the questions that i want to ask or figure out what this means or like what that relationship is or what this guy wants in that scene yeah um but yeah no i mean and, and like i think i i i think like the, the imposter syndrome thing that that just for me anyway that that just stays all the, like I mean, that's there all the time I, yeah. I feel that i think like yeah yeah <laughs> it's just
0: always there yeah yeah because i feel like there's such a thing about acting that um it almost feels like you know you're just about getting away with it all the time in, in a sense like because because i feel like every every part that you do were like no two parts are the same that you take on so you're like oh are they gonna is this the one where they're gonna they're gonna find out you know or like something like i think that, oh yeah yeah you know, yeah
1: absolutely yeah absolutely and that, that yeah that that's uh yeah that's that's (laughs) that's the thing that you're just got that's a constant fear that's like it's just gonna stay you have have someone like hillary who's just been around forever and she's (laughs) she's seen everything and she can just just smell the bullshit straight away totally yeah Um, but you know and but you're you're i think anyway i think it's you're really grateful for when they do call you on that because i mean that just that just gets you to address it and you you ultimately become I think a better actor for it. You know if you are called in that kind of stuff. Totally. Like if you yeah. are if you if you if you feel like you are being an imposter and it it, it isn't a hundred percent truthful and they they do address it with you. I think that I think it's always a good thing. Yeah.
0: Oh, totally. yeah, because yeah, I, I feel like yeah, that's one of the things that I I think for me that drama school kind of has to offer the most is that they don't take any bullshit and they can smell it instantly. Like they don't oh. they don't let you get away with anything.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a horrible.
0: It's a it can, be, it can be a horrible, horrible experience. But it's also like character building. I feel. Oh yeah, completely, completely. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you could maybe so you talk about um like that thing of being a table reads and and. Yeah. Kind of struggling with that, and do you feel that that's some like and that that moment where you learned that it's for you and not for the. You know there's nothing for you to prove do you think that that took an awful long time for you to kind of come to or like yeah
1: yeah, yeah. It, it it's and it still is like i mean in the all throughout third year I, I i really struggle with it um but but like i said it's it's just about using it for um your your own purposes like get what you need from it don't don't come because I thought originally I thought like the for me anyway I thought it was like okay I have to come in and show like how much research I've done and how much like I've thought about this character and how I have to like talk really at length about who this person is and and I mean Uh, like i feel like if my focus goes there then i'm just not focused on what i actually need to be doing Do you know yeah what I mean? totally and it becomes a different thing then um and so yeah and it just never served me it just it, it just never it, that, that kind of thinking and that sort of that, that anxiety about that thing just never really served me and so i just kind of have to leave it at the door yeah it's that thing like look like, just leave it all at the door like leave all that shit at the door that's your own hang-ups yeah, because I think... I'm really sorry. Am I allowed like, to swear on this thing? Oh, totally. I, I, like, yeah. Ah, yeah. There's
0: fucking... No, there's no... No, we have an explicit rating, I think. Um, there's... Yeah, because I feel like that's such a thing that I kind of feel as well of, like, you kind of forget that it's all for you. Like, it's all for you to get what you need out of it. You don't need to prove anything to anybody because I, I think that's definitely an issue that some people face with feeling like they have to, to show they've done the work or like you know and feeling like they have to show you know how much research you've done how much thought you put into it as opposed to just getting up there and doing it like at the end and you know it's all about you learning like, your and own d- process d-
1: yeah like don't get me wrong it comes from for me anyway it comes from such a place of jealousy because I look at like everyone in my year is so good at doing it like I, I'm the only one who's bad at it but like I mean, like Ben, Ivan, Roe, like Nisha, um, they're all like all of them they're just they're just all able to talk at length about it and I'm like oh, fuck them anyway, they they think they're so good <laughs> but they're class, like and it feeds into their process and you see it as well because, you know, they're just they're all just, just such class actors and um mm. and uh yeah and I, i'm i'm kind of wondering i'm half the time like i wonder am i missing out on something by not being able to do that but uh, yeah everyone's different you're just gonna have to accept that that's the that's the case you that know, is everyone the thing, comes yeah. out from a different
0: angle yeah yeah totally um yeah if you could so if you could uh pick a defining moment of your training where you just that one of those moments where everything sort of clicked and it kind of you know you you just felt the 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 plates shifting and you were like jesus something's happening
1: um, it was kind of like a it's kind of a couple a couple of step thing basically a couple yeah. of steps it was um so i yeah at the end so in the at the end of first year i i you hear that thing about people choking on stage like i i literally choked on stage we were doing um rod the ferdin's son uh David was directing it and I, they had we had like this bread on, uh, to eat and I remember um, coming on and I was just like sh- like my character like, just he just loved to eat and, like he had to like he was just like, that kind of guy but um, yeah. I was like chomping on the bread and I remember before the show David was like to me um he's like slow down on the bread because you're gonna you're gonna get dry mouth and you're gonna choke and I went fuck and and uh, in the middle of the showing it was myself Ella and Alison on stage and I was like eating the bread and then um, I literally, the, the bread, like, got lodged in my throat. And I was in the middle of, I was in the middle of like, this two-page monologue, and I think I yeah. was, like, halfway down the first page. And I just, like, like I literally stopped reading, and I went, like, bright, per, like, I went really purple, and, like, the veins were, like, popping in my And it was it was kind of, originally, you kind of had a couple of, like, titters of laughter in the eyes, and then suddenly it was like, oh, my God, is, is Aiden actually yeah. And then I just got, I just, and I remember, looking I'll, I'll never forget the look Ella Glitty gave me it was just pure it was like it was like the acting was going on like here, like she had the character face on here and just her eyes of just pure concern <laughs> I remember like it was just horrible it was like the worst feeling ever because I remember like you know what I mean like just build up to these performances if you only get one shot of them yeah so um, anyway it went down and I had to like <laughs> took like I felt like forever to get back into it but I got through it um but the next the next morning anyway um i had uh i had a tutorial with Hillary yeah and she was saying she was like um uh, she said to me she she was like uh, you you don't you, your character never knows he's he's on stage or your character never knows that he's in front of a camera and you, you need to you you need to think about that you need to think about what that means because i think at that time you know, like I like b- b- prior coming into the layer, like I' made some shows and I kind of done like some stuff like I write as well, so like as in I think sometimes like and I feel like I come at things with like a writer, director, actor, brain like all the time, like sometimes how how do things look visually from the outside yeah. so i like I had to just stop thinking about like that. I had to like just cut that out and just come at it from a place of how does this, how is this person feeling in this situation. Yeah. and the minute she said that i was kind of like yeah that that's like give yourself that permission to because your character doesn't doesn't know that everyone's watching them so mm. and i know that and that sounds like a simple thing but for me anyway it gave me it just it just kind of that moment really clicked with me and it, it kind of really gave me the permission then to sort of you know try everything and, and not be not be playing to the audience and not not to do stuff um to because you think that this is going to get a laugh or you this is going to like you know this is going to resonate with people but um yeah, and, like, going forward with that then, like, you know, after she, she, like, she she said that to me on, like, the last day of first year, and then, like, I had the whole summer to ruin me, and I was, cause it, because it, it, it was such a heavy truth, and I, like, <laughs> like, like, I thought about it every day, and, like, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm obsessive at the, at the, I'm really bad at that stuff, so, like, I, I literally just, every morning, like, was just, like, in my head, I was like, oh my god, so I came into second year then, and um, we did Romeo and Juliet, mm. and um, I, I, I was playing Mercutio, and to, to sort of to go because like that guy is just so you know oh yeah he's the ultimate like I, I like not not giving a fuck and so totally I, I, that was a great that to to hear that sort of before going into that was amazing and it sort of that really kind of gave me the, the the chance to experiment with that stuff and yeah so then I suppose once I kind of gave myself that permission it was I think things just began to click a bit easier I totally yeah if that, if that answers your question no it <laughs> oh, does sorry.
0: because I think like defining moments I feel is such a weird thing to ask because so many people sometimes kind of go like okay is there one but I feel like there's so particularly in drama training there's so many moments that kind of define what you're doing and I think that's interesting what you say about the summer because I feel like so much of what you learn in drama school uh, clicks overnight and particularly all the stuff that you learn in a term um, clicks over like summer or Christmas like it's the break away from it that like things start to click, um, yeah. and you never you never notice it either. Like you never notice the things that are changing and kind of you never notice what's new about you going into a role. It's kind of until you reflect on it.
1: Absolutely, I, I, I even for me as well because it's it's the it's the hard thing about the layer You only uh, first and second year anyway. You only ever really get one shot at doing this. Like I know yeah. you've got the rehearsals and whatever else and the, the the candle runs, but like you only really get one shot at, the, at showing it to an audience, and so. Y- yeah I think the time to really see if, if things change is, is when when at, the, at those moments and for totally. certainly for me anyway in Romeo and Juliet like things definitely started to feel a little bit different
0: how's it going everyone so sorry to interrupt I hope you sincerely are enjoying the podcast um, and I'm sorry to be cutting in but I just wanted to ask you all a quick favour um, alongside having already done me a massive favour By clicking on and listening to the podcast Which once again we really appreciate What would be extra appreciated Is if you would If you are listening on Apple Podcasts If you could maybe give us A cheeky 5 star rating um, And Maybe write a review, a good review Preferably um, Bad reviews, they, they don't tend to really Help that much um, but if you were able to leave, leave us a 5 star rating And write us a review It could really help stretch The the net that this podcast could, uh, could cast The podcast cast um, So if you could find the time to do that That would be really, really greatly um, appreciated um, So yes, I will not be taking up any more of your time Once again If you can 5 seconds, 5 star rating A good review it would make the world of difference to this series. Um, and I would love you forever. Genuinely, I mean that. Um, so yes, enough out of me. Back to the show. What was the hardest thing about drama school that you encountered?
1: Fucking stage combat, though. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was like, I'm like borderline dyspraxic, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, i just doing all, movements movement man like movement, yeah. just like i found it really hard like mm. really hard i i had like i know i just mentioned that moment with hillary there but i had a moment in first year where, where brian and sue um had had such an amazing chat with me and um and um, in my very first tutorial and um like I mean like it was just really encouraging for uh, it's, it's what they were saying, but it was like coming from a place of concern, and um I was just really thankful that they kind of had that talk with me, but it was it was kind of forcing you to face truths about yourself that you wouldn't have otherwise you know totally, wanted yeah. to so um it was yeah, like and I, but, but like that whole process I just found really hard like i i I feel like prior coming to the layer, I felt really sort of disconnected from my body so sort to of spend like an hour and a half every day sort of um examining that relationship with it was really really tough for me and um hmm. and yeah yeah i just i just found the whole class but i loved it like i loved it i i think like, i mean if if sue is listening to this and she is doing <laughs> classes beyond the layer like i would i would like i would recommend movements to anyone who um not even just actors like people who just oh, work yeah. in an office or whatever yeah like i i loved it like um it's one of the great things about drama school I felt like they it kind of forces you to see the, the little tricks and the, the the things that you can rely on that you know will might get you over the line in terms of a performance yeah and and to, to get you to not rely on those to get you kind of to, to push you further and sort of um because to, to push you past your beyond your experience of um of being comfortable I can't. My brother said something to me recently about. um, It's a great quote. It was like, um, it's not even the quote, but it was something (laughs) along the lines of like, you 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 don't grow unless you're in an uncomfortable space. Basically, that's kind of what he was saying. And I, I, think that's really true. I felt like the best times, certainly the times for me in the year, when I um were the most when I felt uncomfortable, when I didn't really know what I was doing. There were the times when when like um. I felt like serious progress. Anyway, totally. Because like, I mean, why? Otherwise, why? Would, why would you go to drama school? Because if you, like you're not going to go through the three years and just do the same things that you know that work all the time, like you're like going to learn new things and to sort of enhance your skill set, I guess.
0: Yeah, because I think that's like that's something I always like to think about drama school. That whenever you're having like the hardest day or like the hardest week or the hardest month, even like mm-hmm. you know that it's really important to kind of hang on to the fact that, okay, but I'm going to learn so much from this. Like, because I feel like you don't go through anything in drama school um, that's hard without learning something. And I think that's why I always say, like, sometimes the hardest things about drama school and the best things and the most defining things about drama school always go hand in hand because... And it's so interesting. It's so funny because I think, talk, like, talking to... Talking to all of you now, it's like when I ask you, your most defining moments—they all come out of real struggles. Like, and yours was an yeah, yeah. an actual physical. You know, I think that's. <laughs> I, it's so interesting because it's, it kind of lends to that. Like, because I think the whole thing that of why this is, why I'm why why I'm trying to do this is 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 kind of to demystify, drama training because it's such a formative part of being an actor. But I think that. Yeah. Like that insight into. The most defining thing, being a, a real struggle, is such a sort of spot on like analysis of it. You know the the, the yeah, whole process. Yeah.
1: Of it. Uh, like I mean, it's not worth it if there's no, <laughs> there's no struggle. I guess. No, that's it. I suppose. Uh, yeah, I I just remember Lachlan talking about, you know, in that in that very first tutorial that you have with him as a group in first year, and he was like, you know, some of you will, some of you will thrive, and some of you will struggle and resist or whatever. But he was like. You know, some people just come through here and they just thrive through all the three years. They're just great. <laughs> it's just like, I really wish that could have been my experience. <laughs> it might have been just a bit easier on my on me and my mental health and, you know, and everything else. Yeah. And, like, I think, one, you know, you talk about defining moments. Like, one of the things that I really, like, I really struggled with was, was screen acting. And I think part of the reason I struggled with screen acting was because I had to watch myself. Like, I had to sit there and kind of go, oh, like, I knew, like, what I was thinking or Fucking feeling yes. when I saw that scene, <laughs> and I remember, um, like, like Vinny, Vinny is like, I, I think he's such a fucking great teacher, and like I no, really, brilliant like I'm really indebted to the guy, and mm. um, like I, I it's similar to the hilarious moment, like your character doesn't know that you're on stage, like Vinny was like, just, just, like you need to just be a person that's like not aware that the, that the camera's on them, and um, and like that, I remember, like I remember that moment clicking in that class for me, and 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 again I think that just came from the training about getting to a headspace where I felt comfortable like not, not caring yeah um, Yeah, and that's a combination of things like, I think that's just kind of like a combination of like doing Alexander, just doing it as well just getting with the actual like, act of just getting up and going at it and doing it again every single totally like, every single time, just getting more comfortable with it
0: um, so then to ask what's the best thing about drama school for you what was the thing that you found was and that could be like the vending machine, or you know it could just be a, it could be something so it could be something so trivial
1: um i think for, I think for me it was to getting exposed to really great writing because I think that's I think mm. that's actually a really great um I think that's a really great uh, resource to have, and just being able to spot what is and what isn't, yeah. and Knowing what you're knowing what works for you and what doesn't um, and what resonates with you because I think that's kind of a good indicator of you know the kind of work that you want to do when you leave Um, there was that yeah and I don't know being being surrounded by like like-minded people I think that's always a great thing you know what I mean that's something that's always people talked wanted.
0: about but going to college like and people you know being surrounded by like-minded people but I feel like that's that's nothing like you know what drama school has to offer in terms of um, like it's literally just a building filled with like-minded people, and I think it's kind of yeah. it's such a rarity. Um, and yeah. when you talk about writing, because you said before, um, that, that you're in you'd be interested in writing, and I know for like I know you know you you write yourself. Do you think that drama? Because yeah. for many people who like myself, who you know are interested in writing and inspired to write things, yeah. um, aspire to write things. Sorry, I don't inspire to, anyone to write anything. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, do you think do you think drama training has helped you with writing oh
1: Um... yeah yeah absolutely yeah you you. I think I think like whenever whenever I go to try and sit down to write something I always I kind of always kind of ask myself like is this something that an actor would want to do like that's the that's the first and foremost thing and I think once you once you hit that I think then you're kind of onto a winner because you're you're, you're making stuff that like is exciting and people want to 100%. be a part of stories that like just make for com- for compelling characters or compelling situations I guess
0: yeah and I, that was
1: something that I picked up in drama school because I was like what like because I am just being exposed to really good plays and 100%. um and, and learning about the inner motivations
0: of characters, I completely agree with that. Because any time I kind of sit down to jot out a few lines, or you know, write a write a monologue or a scene, I'm like, if I encounter this in class, would I be excited by it? Would my would my would my classmates yeah. be excited by it? In terms of then, because I think drama one of the many things drama school um brings is a new lifestyle, um and when I say lifestyle, I mean having to adapt to so many things like like, 40, 40 to 50 hour weeks, um, you know, mm, yeah. and, uh, like, do you, what what do you think was the biggest change to your lifestyle, lifestyle in, in, in drama school, in terms of, like, work or friends? Like every,
1: or... I, everything, like, I, I, well, I did, like, I, so I went to drama school Monday to Friday, and then I worked the weekends, like, Saturday, Sunday, and it was just really, it was really draining, like, I had mm. to... I was wrecked a lot of the time, and um, like yeah. I had to sleep, sleep. like my yeah everything just changed. I got I was I got so sick. I got so sick in first year. I am such an idiot. Like I'm so easily influenced as well by like. <laughs> <the surroundings. laughs> but I remember like everyone. I remember like everyone got, being vegetarian, and I just I'm just I suppose like a lot of the time I'm just curious about these things, and so I'll I'll just try it to see what it's like and what it does to my body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe it's probably not the best way to go about life, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess. Like, but, um, I, everyone was vegetarian, so I was like, fuck it, I'll just, I'll, I'll uh, see what this is like, and, um, I went vegetarian, and I did not keep up to date on, um, on supplements and stuff like that, and, uh, I just got really sick, like, I got the mumps I remember that first year, yeah, I, yeah I got, I was, like, sick for, like, two weeks, and then I, like, it took me, it took me another six weeks to get back to, like, full, like, I came back after two weeks, but I was, like, I was, like, falling asleep in class, and I was yeah. really drained, and... I looked like a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I yeah, I was I was just really sick. For I suppose I kind of it kind of leveled out in second year. Mm. Um, and then by third year, I think I kind of gotten to a point where I kind of was able to sort of manage my time. Yeah, just my my diet, (laughs) better, and exercise and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was tough. Like, I, I didn't really see... Um, I didn't see a lot of people in first and second year. It was really strange. I kind of... I knew the thing about, oh, think about to your life when you go to drama school. Yeah, and <laughs> also as well, because I was, like, working a lot, a lot of the time. Um, uh, like, on the weekends or wherever, I had a free... Because, like, I was, I, was, I was paying for my fees myself. So, like, I... Um, any, any free weeks I had, like, if we had a month off, or whatever, I was just working full-time in order to sort of cover the, the cost of the school. So, yeah. Um, yeah so like as in yeah you you definitely I definitely felt like that I missed out on certain things but that you know there was there was definitely huge sacrifices yeah for sure mm. like absolutely the sacrifices of time and Missing like I, to, like, I missed cousins' weddings and stuff like that and you yeah. know, all that
0: stuff. I think so much of the time you do, like, hear that thing. It's like, oh, say goodbye to your life when you go to drama school. But, like, I think people don't kind of realise the extent of not just socially missing out on that kind of stuff, but just the time constraints and, like, just that idea of fatigue because it, do, it does kind of impact you in, in, a, in a certain way. And it's really important to... For sure, yeah. It's really important to, early, like, early on figure out a, an effective way of looking after your body because that's the thing that's carrying you through day to day um absolutely and
1: like it's gas as well like i, I have um like <laughs> i have friends who have real jobs <laughs> <laughs> like, who are like accountants and doctors and stuff like that who like put like, work their asses off and they're in in their college degrees and they'd be looking at me going what are you doing in there for like 50 hours a week and it's gas like i get so frustrated because i try to sit down and tell them and then i'm like i can't i can't i don't know uh, actually how what am i doing in- <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i think you just kind of i think you lose a sense of time for me anyway i kind of lost there was a huge loss of loss of time in there you kind of just time just seems to sort of melt away earlier and earlier. I, I felt anyway
0: yeah no it does because like i'm in second year now and I, I, you know for the first day of first year first day of foundation even like felt like a fart away do you know what I mean And in, in terms of like how yeah. like how how soon it was um. but it does just melt away and like as you say like so many things are you know happen when you're in drama school and you just kind of miss out on them but like there was another question this happened to me with Sive I had a question <laughs> and I was like yeah that's a really good question and then it just fell out of my head which is really bad uh, interview interviewership. Um, not at all yeah, it'll come back to me in a minute. Um, but was there ever was there ever a moment where you considered dropping out?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, like, it's it's tough, but it's in... Like, you're there for three years. Why why would you consider that? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe... I don't know, maybe, but I... I, I mean, Jesus, man, don't get me wrong, I, I it was tough, like, absolutely it was tough, but I, I didn't, I never would consider, like, um, leaving the place, one, because also, well, I was paying first, like, absolutely not, but, um, also, I don't know, I guess, um yeah, I, I just never, that thought never really entered my, entered my mind, yeah, yeah, um, I think, in, like, I mean, Jesus, I, I would think to myself on a daily basis, like, it's like, should I be doing this? Could I be doing something better with my life? Could I be doing something that like helps people? Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah. Those
1: are the kind of thoughts that would go through my. But it was never about leaving the lair. Like, I lo- I loved the place, and um, totally, yeah. I, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, I, I couldn't have imagined uh, wanting to w- wanting to leave it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, one of the things that Rowan um, said to me in first year. In my one of my yeah. very first days, and a and a coffee and and a coffee date that that became one of the most, uh one of my most defining moments in the league. Um, was he said to me always remember where you were when you got the call to get in.
1: I told I told Lachlan, I I said fuck off to Lachlan on the phone because he, <laughs> he, uh, he 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 said it to me and I went fuck off and then I went no way and then. I uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I was yeah, I was just in my room. I was right here. Everyone yeah, rang me. yeah, it was so bizarre, man, as well, because I oh, it, maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't tell the story, but um, you can cut it out afterwards if you want because it's probably not the best um advertisement. But I, I um, I didn't tell anyone I was auditioning for the beer, Like I, I the only person I told was Rowan because Rowan, me and Rowan were in the same second round callback, and I knew I had to tell him because he'd see me there. The <laughs> day, and I knew he'd be pissed if I didn't, like, say it to him, like, yeah, yeah. And warn him. Um, so he was the only guy who knew. Um, but anyway, the, th- the, the third, the final round audition was uh, the morning after my, m- one of my mates, stag's, and I was like one of the groomsmen. So I had to be there. So like I could not go. So but what I did was I and the fucking stag was in Oma, so I had to go up to Oma, and uh, it was carnage as well. Like one of the lads broke two, one like one of the lads broke his ankle, and then the and uh, Andy the groom like he he twisted his ankle as well. Like it was just like it was that it was that kind of weekend, and I was in this adventure center where there was like just you know clay pigeon shooting and fucking you know sumo wrestling and all just all drunk a lot of the time. But I had to leave the stag. I remember uh, the, the, the final round audition was like Sunday morning and I had to like leave the stag in Oma like Saturday night, get on a bus, get up to Dublin, like sleep in my gaff for like three hours and then come into my final round audition. So I left that audition that day thinking, I was like, I definitely didn't. Uh, I definitely you didn't
0: swing didn't it, yeah. <laughs>
1: that did not go well. Because I remember doing like the, that thing with movement thing with Sue and just like sweating.
0: Oh, the bowling uh, ball thing. Out
1: all the toxins. Yeah, But yeah just
0: all
1: that I was like I'm definitely gonna get sick here and, yeah. Um, so yeah sorry i probably I really shouldn't tell that story but i <laughs> I think it's
0: brilliant though because i i uh, I remember i had um i remember that weekend that I had my final round I also had a, my final round for lambda so I went to London yeah. before. i think it was two days before and i i I went to london i slept in i slept I, I stayed the night in London and then did my final round and then went to Heathrow and s- slept in Heathrow, but I didn't sleep in Heathrow. Like, I, I as and I stayed you just, up... You
1: just looked like a ghost. I just looked like a
0: ghost and I was like, this is horrible. And then I got my, my flight back to Dublin at, like, 6 in the morning. And I had my final round, like... I think it was the day after I got back to Dublin. But I was so tired going in, I was like, this is this was the worst mistake of my life. Um, yeah.
1: I, I think, though, like, uh, what was... Like 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 what you were saying about, um with with your flights and I think those kind of situations they kind of drive you to a point where you know you, you don't care as much like I certainly went and going like I was like I just all I had to do is get through today that is that's kind of how all I had to do that was that, that was kind of the only thing and so that kind of let, that kind of freed me up to just really enjoy it which I think is like the, you know, the 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 best advice I can give to someone who is in their final round auditions for those these kind of places they just just to enjoy the day like not to try and go in with any sort of grand agenda of yeah you know showing off your acting skills it's about you know just because that's what they want to see they just want to see that you can have
0: the crack essentially uh, another good bit of advice i got from my final round was just go in and treat it like a class like just go yeah, in and yeah, treat, treat yeah. it like you're doing a yeah, workshop because yeah. that's essentially what it is um so say that there's time travel time travel exists and you're able to travel back to outside the year on september 17th 2017 mm-hmm. And you see Aidan Moriarty, you see yourself walking up the street and you're able to stop him just before he walks into the Lear, into drama school on his very first day. And you're able to give him one sentence of advice. What would you give him? Um, go on a stag. <laughs> go on a <yeah. laughs> Go back to the stag. Um, in, enjoy it. Just enjoy
1: it. Like, Don't... Don't be nervous, um it just yeah take taking all the like soak in every sort of experience that you possibly can, and don't have any sort of preconceived notions about what you think it might be, and just just yeah it, enjoy it so much like I think that's uh, yeah, that's probably what I would tell myself, I guess
0: um yeah, so thank you so much for coming on
1: not at all thanks for thanks for having me.
0: And there you have it. That was the fantastic, Aiden Moriarty, who very generously gave up his time on a Friday morning to do this interview. Um, thank you so much, for Aiden, for coming on. And if you want to find out more about Aiden, just head over to lear.ie forward slash students and you'll find out everything you need to know about him there. Thank you once again for clicking on and giving the podcast a listen. We greatly appreciate it. If you haven't already, please give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts and leave a decent review. Um, if you want, there's no pressure, but it would just, it would be greatly appreciated to spread the reach that this podcast could have. Um, If you have any questions you'd like me to ask about drama training that perhaps I haven't asked, thought of asking, please let me know. You can get in contact with us via our Facebook page, which is very easy because it's it's just me. Um, So yes, thank you so much for clicking on everybody. We greatly appreciate it and see you again next time.